Today I want to point back to our last broadcast a bit. In fact, even to the one before that. We were talking about how to handle hurt on the first of those two previous broadcasts. Then last time we mentioned a situation in which a young boy who was extremely fat, not because of any other reason than overeating, he had had good medical checkups and there was nothing, nothing physiologically, glandularly wrong with him. But uh, this young boy who was extremely fat was being teased at his school or Sunday school and the teacher was trying to help him solve the problem. And uh, the way that she was solving the problem or trying to solve it was by reprimanding the rest of the class that had been jeering and mocking him over his uh, weight problem. We tried to say several things about that case. The first thing was, of course, the teacher should try to point out sinful behavior and try to rebuke it wherever possible. If it's a Christian school or a Christian context, the teacher ought to point out how this is a, an extremely sinful thing to do and that this is wrong on the part of the students. But the main thing that I'm concerned about is what to do about that boy in this particular broadcast. And the answer is not to try to protect him. The teacher's solution was simply to protect and only to protect. And that just simply cannot be done. The kids will get him on the playground, they'll get him on the way to or from school on the bus, they'll get after him in his neighborhood, other people will go after him about other things later on in his life. In a world of sin, you just can't avoid mocking and embarrassment and wrongdoing and all kinds of hurts that come in that way. And so the real solution to this boy's problem lay, we were trying to say last time, though of course the other children ought to be dealt with in their, about their sin, but as far as the boy is concerned, the real solution lay in two, two directions. First, in his learning how to hand, handle wrongdoing toward himself. And we talked about that also on the first broadcast, that the person who is hurt is the one who idly stands by and does nothing about the hurt. The one who simply takes it and finds out that he can't take it the one who simply stands it and can't stand it any longer. That's not a biblical response, simply to be passive in the light of hurt. In, in the, uh, Romans 12, we're told again and again that the right response to hurt that is done toward you by an enemy or by a wrongdoer is to bless those who persecute you and to do good for those who despitefully use you, to give something to eat to your enemy if he's hungry and to give something to drink to him if he's thirsty, meet his needs and meet wrongdoing with good and thereby conquer or overcome evil and evil doing and evil doers with good and with good doing by one who is a good person in the sight of God because of what the Lord Jesus Christ has done for him. In other words, the answer that this boy needed to learn was how to live in the face of persecution and difficulty as Jesus Christ did. He needed to learn how to pray for those who drove the nails through his hand, for those who jeered at him and mocked him on the cross. This is what he needed to learn to do as he was suffering under their cruelty as well. Now, the other side of what he needed to do was to deal with his weight problem, and we want to talk about that on this broadcast because a lot of people have weight problems. The difficulty that people have in a... Uh, weight situation usually comes from the fact that either as a habit to begin with they begin to eat too much and thus they get into the habit and just enjoy and continue the habit of overeating or 
as a result of some problem or problems which they are not solving in some other area, they find themselves beginning to eat in order to get a quick satisfaction in the area of eating. You see, whenever you're troubled in some area, whenever you have some kind of problem or difficulty that you're not really handling very well, then you begin to get upset and nervous and anxious about this question. This is the way that God has constructed us in order to motivate us to take the biblical action necessary to solve the problem. But when we get anxious and upset, we know that we have to take action, but often people don't know the biblical action or they don't think to take it. And so they want to take some action, something to make that pain, that difficulty, that hurt, that anxiousness, that anxiety, that nervousness, that, 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 that inward uh, uneasiness, something to satisfy that and make it stop for a while. All kinds of things are done, of course. Some people take pills, tranquilizers, and so on to stop this. Other people go so far as to run into mental institutions and get uh, shock treatments to do it. Uh, but uh, a lot of people do something that gives them quick, immediate satisfaction and makes them feel good when they have been feeling bad. To get a quick, satisfying feeling that will relax his nerves and his tension a bit and make him feel better immediately. Of course, in the long run, he feels guilty about it. He uh, isn't happy that he did this. It doesn't solve the problem, and it only aggravates and creates new and different and perhaps even, more, even worse problems as he may become habituated to this so badly that he can't uh, really uh, escape from it without help. And then another person may turn to food. Food, when you're nervous, begins to activate the, the digestive system, which shuts off the, more, the worrying side of our uh, bodies. Not only that, it gives us a good taste in our mouths and a satisfying feeling down inside uh, as a result of these things. And so where you're dissatisfied with yourself, where you're unhappy, you begin to eat and eat and eat and eat. The answer is not to fill yourself with food any more than it is to fill yourself with wine, as Paul says in, in Ephesians 5.18, don't get drunk on wine. A lot of people get drunk for the same reason. But what is the answer whenever you are dominated by eating or dominated by wine or dominated by something else in order to escape from various things that you're not solving in your life elsewhere? The answer is, as Paul says, be filled with the Spirit. Just as wine takes over every part of your life, just as eating begins to get into and influence all of your life, something else can do the same, drugs or anything else. What you need to learn is to get the Spirit of God to move into each area of your life to change it and make it what God wants it to be instead. Now here's a young man who's not having success in a number of other areas. Perhaps he's having trouble with his home. Perhaps he's having trouble just with his social life in general. Perhaps he doesn't do well in his schoolwork. Who knows? The, the bad feelings about the teasing uh, may make school look so bad to him that he doesn't want to go. He may get into fights with his parents. The whole thing feeds back and forth both ways. What he's going to have to do is to work hard at every area of his life to clean up all the problems in all the areas. So there won't be anything that makes him feel uneasy. So that the Spirit of God dominates through his word, through doing the biblical things that the Spirit of God told him to do in the Bible uh, about each of those areas, how he relates to his parents, how he relates to his friends, how he takes care of his body, whatever else may be in his life. If he does the things that the Spirit of God says to do in each of those areas and begins to grow in each area, he's going to get a lot more satisfaction and feel a lot better 
and he's going to have a lot less interest in food as the answer to his problems. Because food never really answers a problem anyway. It only creates a new and more serious problem when it leads to overweight. And that's exactly what's happening in this boy's case. Uh, I think you'll find out if you examine his life more thoroughly in other areas. And so, for many people today who are having trouble with the weight difficulty, I suggest look into every area of your life and try to see where else you're failing God and your neighbor and solve that God's way from his word and then the need to eat will not exist. It's not really a need after all, this need to overeat. It's really just a habit, a need to get some kind of satisfaction. But the real satisfaction comes from obedience to God. Help us, Lord, to see and follow this, we pray for Christ's sake. Amen.